Hello, and welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. Each episode, we talk about a particular topic in the life of a professor. We are tenure-track faculty members in the sciences, working at a primarily undergraduate university in California. The purpose of our podcast is reflection, so we bring something we think is working and something we're working on to discuss. Welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. I'm Claire. And I'm Ruth. And this week we're going to talk about virtual interactions. But before we do, Claire, how was your week? It was good. Um, If you've been watching the past couple episodes, you know that I just had a recording week where we took the whole week, my husband and I, and did a bunch of recording of our band music. And um, it was really fun. We... It, the schedule ended up being it was from noon to 6.30 every day we Whoa. were in the studio. And we ate lunch before that and we ate dinner right after it and we were just like, I mean, you know, if we needed a snack or something, that was fine. But that was the time we had reserved. <laughs> I like imagining like Ralph being like, can I please have a snack? You're like, no, sorry, it's not in the schedule. <laughs> not till 6.30. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was great. And as predicted, some songs took longer and other songs took shorter and... Um, but all in all, we got six songs tracked with all the different things we wanted to put on them. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it was cool to really focus on it and spend some time, you know, working on one thing. I was into that. That is very cool. I kind of, yeah. I think I have very, I guess it was like in the 90s when I was like into bands and stuff. I'm like imagining your house is like overflowing with like cigarette butts and stuff, which I know isn't, <laughs> but it's like whenever people go to the studio, it's like, whoa. Yeah, but um, it sounds very much more wholesome than that. So, yeah. <laughs> it was a wholesome studio visit, yeah. Yeah. How, like how was your week? My week was good. Um, I think, as we know, there's a lot of very intense conversations happening all over the place. And yes. it felt like, I definitely don't feel like we're on summer break with the kind of level of emails that are flying around and back and forth. And I think it's all good stuff and it's good conversations we need to have. But this Saturday, I turned off my phone and I did not check any email and Ooh. I totally took all of the books off the girl's bookshelf and then made a mountain of them and I immediately regretted starting it but then I did finish it and we got everything sorted out and so that was very immensely satisfying to kind of take a break from internet at the moment and just kind of spend some time with the kids and get something done in the house felt really nice that sounds lovely. So yeah. you organized the bookshelf? Is that what you said? The kids' bookshelf? We did. And um, they definitely did not um, lick this off a stone, but they're very sentimental about things and it's very difficult to get things. So I finally managed to get rid of all of the board books, which neither of them have been in a board book stage for like years, but they're swearing that these are very important books and they can't be. So we managed to at least put them in a box to the side. So that's progress. And we will sneak the box out of here. So... Definitely progress. Wow, I completely sympathize with them. My parents have a garage that includes some stuff from my childhood that I'm like, oh, but we can't get rid of that. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. So, I, yeah. Yeah, I definitely suffer from that big time. Um, yeah. Although sometimes there's just times you find stuff and you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, what on earth was <laughs> I thinking keeping this? But so, yeah. So, yeah, things feel a little less chaotic. There's a lot less piles of books all over the place. And so, yeah. Great. And, that was lovely. So tell me, um, are you doing the quote for this week? Yes. So I have a quote um, from a book I just read. And the quote is, 
One of the great arts in life is learning how to disagree without being disagreeable. Oh. And I, when I got that line, I was like, I need to write this down. This is so I have it written down on this piece of paper that was handily right there when I was wondering what to, to do for a quote. Oh, there you go. That's destiny. <laughs> um, yeah. And so this is by William Urey, who wrote The Power of a Positive No, mm. um, among other books. And he talked about how when you're saying no to something, you're saying yes to something else. And if you think about that other thing you're saying yes to, and maybe even convey it, um, that makes the no be more positive and helps you remember the positive side of the no. Um, without, so going anyway, into, goes into without going into a whole lot of detail, I was having a work situation and I was texting Claire kind of freaking out about it. And you used this exact thing on me. I totally by saying, did. <laughs> by saying no to this, you're actually saying yes. And it really helped me because I felt like I was just being difficult about right. this situation. But it actually, there was a deliberate thing I was saying yes to. Anyway, it's it's sort of, I won't go on, on about it, but um, yes. So that was, you did use that to great effect on me. Well, good. Yeah, yeah. I've found it useful in saying no since reading the book to think okay but what am I saying yes to and how can I frame it in a positive way and um yeah just the idea of being uh, to disagree without being disagreeable is something that um yeah I often think unless we're agreeing there's a problem like we have to get to an agreement but of course we don't um people always say agree to disagree but anyway doing that without being disagreeable was a nice nice way to put it I thought yeah I love it and I think I really fall into that category of like Oh no, but then I'm being so mean if I, you know, but it right. doesn't, it doesn't need to be that way. So yeah, totally. I like it. Totally. Cool. So tell me, um, we are going to be talking about virtual interaction and what yes. were you, what, what do you kind of, what was in your head when you were sort of, we were thinking about that? Good question. So I was thinking about, um, kind of a broad range of virtual interactions, um, from students in a class that you're teaching mm -hmm. to research students that you're interacting with in a virtual setting and trying to, you know, motivate and, and um, yeah, interact with. And then colleagues and normal meetings. And, I mean, you, you could even go as broad as family members, although the, my examples don't go quite there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was just thinking broadly of virtual interactions and how to get out of them what we're what we're trying to get out of them and different different techniques that that are better or worse for for doing them i'm really i'm really glad we're talking about this and thinking about it because i think i've shared with you that um a lot of my fretting about next semester is that like we're not going to start in person and that was what we did have last semester and so i think yeah i'm definitely thinking a lot about this and how to kind of get this connection and how to kind of come across a certain way that like you know you had an expression was it like mr rogers you were quoting and it was just all about oh, yeah. how like you convey things through so much more than your words and what replaces that kind of like big smile or like whatever things you're sort of yeah tricky 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 so do you want Great to tell point yeah so what is working for you so um i kind of want to summarize it as keeping things friendly and mm -hmm. so you know remembering to add a touch of personal interaction to the virtual interactions so um for example i had a meeting with my research students my summer research students recently and we were we started off and got on the subject of gardening and we're talking about 
they both had plants that they were growing and they were doing it in different ways. And, um, you know, what season, what vegetables in season right now. And it was a quick conversation. Um, but it was nice to touch base on something unrelated to the topic and just have a little personal connection, um, at the beginning. So I, I liked that. Um, I think, and I think it's so crucial. Oh, sorry. Um, Sometimes I sort of want to say in general about our episodes that um, sometimes I feel like I always sound like I'm talking over you, but we do have a lag sometimes where like sometimes I'm rude (laughs) and sometimes it's the lag. But um, yeah, and I think I think that little personal connection, like it doesn't have to take over the whole thing. Sometimes it gets away from me and it's like half the meeting is me chatting about whatever. It's usually me who's derailing things. But but like I love that a bit of gardening chat and then everyone just feels a little more connected. But you don't have to yes. take away from the seriousness of what you're doing by doing that. Totally. Yeah. But just having a little more idea of what we're what we're doing. Um, and I think that would happen naturally if we were physically together, you know, mm-hmm. um, waiting for the meeting to start or on the way out or something. And so to, to get that in there um, takes a little more intention in this totally. setting. But I think it's it's worth it. And then the other thing is um, checking in with people, because, again, that kind of happens naturally in a physical setting. Um, but virtually, I think it's good, or I've I've found it to be good the few times when I've specifically checked in on somebody, just, you know, a one-on-one quick meeting before the meeting or something just to say, how's it going, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just feel like without doing that, I I miss so many subtle cues from a physical setting that it, it's to have a little extra time to just talk about how are things going with you when there's no one else around, you know, and it's not like you're presenting, you're, we're just having a little bit of dialogue. I think that helps add a little bit back of that connection. Um, so I've been, I've been doing that sometimes. Yeah. So is that, does that take the form of like an email? Just like, Hey, how are you checking in or. Yeah. Well, what happened this week was one of my students said, hey, could we meet just a bit before the meeting? Uh, There was something I want to talk to you about. And I was like, sure. And then I thought, huh, maybe I should meet with the other student, too. So then I emailed her and said, hey, can you meet after the meeting? And it was just, you know, a short meeting on each side. But having that little one on one um, touching base, um, I felt was good and helped me feel more confident that there weren't some underlying problems that I didn't know about. Or at least I, I was. Yeah, I was more confident that that I knew a similar amount to what I would know if we were yeah. actually face to face. That's actually kind of getting to something I'm thinking about, which is like, should I schedule like little Zoom chunks throughout the first few weeks with all of the students in the class, you know, uh-huh. just to kind of in have like some kind of personal. And like, you know, I mean, other people have done this to great success, like having an assignment where people have to go to office hours just to uh-huh. kind of get over that activation barrier and, and they know where your office is. And so I was just thinking about that today. Like, should I try and like make that happen? With like, Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Yeah, I've been kind of imagining it will happen. And, you know, if they're doing group work and I pop around to their different yeah. groups in Zoom, it might happen naturally. But of course depending on how much time you have and how many groups there are, it might take several days of group sessions to have any interaction Get it, with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Tricky, but yeah, I like that. I like just kind of being intentional about sort of having that one-on-one. And like, cause it is, it's like, it happens so happenstance 
in the classroom and then yeah like we have to be mindful of it now it's not just going to crop up yeah like I always run into students in the loo I mean obviously I mean like (laughs) certain students in you know and you could kind of have a little chat while you're washing your hands and that's not gonna happen or if it did or you're going down the hallway Mm -hmm. and they're sitting doing homework and you're like how's it going that kind of thing yeah 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 I I what about you I think um for me my working on or my working for me is I don't really have a lot because I feel like I haven't kind of gotten into my stride with it I think the thing I've definitely noticed is I'm using an excessive amount of exclamation points like excessive like in text yeah and every email I'm having with a student because I feel like sometimes it can come across so serious or glum and at the moment I'm having a lot of interactions with students trying to get into my class but the class is full but I don't want them to feel like there's no hope because like we might open another section so I'm just like like exclamation points like 15 of them in there or something and so I'm like thanks for contacting me I'm so happy I get to be your instructor at like trying to ramp up whatever energy there is and so uh-huh. and I feel like sometimes my zoom meetings are a little bit like I'm doing exclamation points <laughs> in how I'm talking because like it feels like you have to be so much more effusive and yes. more whatever to kind of get your point across and it takes more energy yeah yeah and I think I think people definitely reported that right that a zoom class was way more exhausting than like in person so I think so far I'm heavily leaning on exclamation points and that's really interesting and I've kind of noticed with my emails I've gotten a little more casual probably related to exclamation points um (laughs) So I feel similarly because, you know, normally I try to have really professional emails, but still saying exactly what I mean. But when that's the only main, right. the only way we're communicating, I feel like, I, yeah, you need to get that positivity and enthusiasm in there because it's not, they don't know me. So, yeah, you know, exclamation points. I love it. I had this weird interaction with a student where they sent me an email and they don't have an email address at our university yet. And you know the way like in whatever Gmail, you can kind of put in whatever name you want. And they had like this really intensely not normal like situation. Like it was some, I think maybe a computer game. I don't know. But anyway, it was like this whole other name. And I was about to sort of say, hey, like just FYI, like I almost didn't open this email because it didn't look like it was from, you know. And then I was like, I just didn't do it because I was like again if that's my only interaction or my first interaction with the student and I can't kind of like say something and then be jolly afterwards like it would just I was like it's going to be too and so yeah I think I brought it up in like the third email from like a oh there's some surveys you might not be able to access if you're not using the official email but yeah I definitely was I didn't want that to be the only interaction we had yeah you know in the first thing so yeah it's definitely tricky that is interesting yeah i i think i might have even gotten a smiley face or two that i've put in my emails which i normally (laughs) would not do but i completely feel you it's a it's a different situation my my emoji game is weak i have no emoji game i'm like (laughs) i don't know if i'm just too late adopter but um yeah i'm just talking colon parentheses you know no yes yeah yeah more fancy than that (laughs) maybe by the end of the semester we'll have all of those like animated emojis and it'll be oh yeah yeah the the ones that move and stuff yeah Yeah, we'll be able to teach only through emojis that would be our thing (laughs) okay tell me what are you working on 
So, I guess it fits with all the stuff we're talking about. The balance between social and friendly personal interactions and efficiency in the meeting. Yeah. Um, I guess I was focusing in on meetings here. So, in general, I am a huge advocate of it always being important to not have unnecessary meetings and especially not have unnecessarily long meetings. And right now, when they're all virtual, I think that's particularly important. Um, you know, I don't want to keep people chained to their computer longer than necessary, so it's really important to me that meetings be efficient always, but in particular now. So that's kind of in contrast to also wanting to put this extra effort into having the social side going on. Um, because it happens less automatically virtually. So I'm trying to have that balance where I'm maintaining the efficiency, not having unnecessary meetings, not having them be longer than they need to be, but also making sure we get that personal touch in there. So, yeah, what is the exact right balance of how much personal touch, how much time can we spend on it, where it's doing the beneficial thing but not chaining people to their computers longer than they need to be, you know? So I think I have a lot of experience of this with you because <laughs> we worked on a project where you were in charge of the project and you were in charge of the meetings and you always executed it beautifully. And I always appreciated like you could bring us back together and bring us back onto topic without, you know, being like, hey, losers, stop chatting or whatever. And like, <laughs> and it's really funny that you say because every time we meet to do this. I'm always like trying to derail things by these really long conversations, but you always beautifully are like, Hey, so like, we're going to record, but like you do it's such a smooth transition. And I'm like, I know what's happening here, but I feel great about it. Cause like, I oh, good. no, but like, I also want to go to bed. Right. And like at some point and like do that. So I think you do that really well. Like you're really good oh, at good. being like, we do a bit of chat and then I would keep going for two hours and then be exhausted. And so like, I think it's always, it's really good. You're already really good at that. Oh, good. Well, thanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm especially working at it in this virtual time, but yeah, good. Anytime. Uh, high well, I think, and I think it's really important though. I'm not good at this, but I think it's really important to respect people's time. And I think, yes, you know, being like, no, I said we were going to finish at like one fifty, So that's the time we're going right. to finish. And you know, I always really appreciated in meetings with you that you were like, we really want to get as much done as we can. And we always finished on time. You know, so it was it was lovely management. And I really enjoyed it. Like, I really appreciated it. And I know students do. Oh, thank you. Good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Well, if you chat it. for 15 minutes and then you keep them 15 minutes over, they're going to be like, oh, this lady. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> they're not going to be stoked on that. So, yeah. 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 So what are you working on with virtual interactions? I think maybe a balance of exclamation points, but um, I think like just on that, like we had a graduation Zoom party and I sent emails oh. and like one faculty member was like, you have five exclamation points in the subject heading. And I was like, I know, <laughs> I just really want people to be, but anyway, so maybe there's that. But I think something I'm really struggling with is intentionality with emails. Okay. And so like for me at the moment, I'm not working. I'm doing quotations because I am working, but I'm also <laughs> like full-time momming. And so right. a lot of times at the moment, I'm like kind of checking my email on my phone. And like, I literally will have like a sandwich on a plate in one hand and my phone 
you know, an email will come up and then I just start replying to it and I'm not being Mm -hmm. intentional about what I'm doing. And like, I'm not paying, like, I'm kind of like, great. Oh yeah, I have to do this. I have to do this. But rather than like the urgency is in being careful about, because we all know the reply and reply all buttons are really close together on the phone. (laughs) And so, you know, all of those kind of things can really go awry. And sometimes too, I have, I haven't gotten into real hot water, but I've definitely fired off an email really quickly just to kind of get it done and then go back to making lunch or whatever it is I'm doing. And I just need to be intentional. And especially this summer, despite our, my commitments I was making in the summer episode, like it is definitely, there's a lot more blurring of work and stuff. So I'm still, you know, like say this week, I was saying I have all these kids emailing me about getting into classes and I just need to calm down not reply wait till I can sit down at my computer for a solid half an hour you know an hour and then sort of reply carefully to things and not kind of just oh my god I have to reply this minute and then like firing off a reply so I think totally intentionality is something I really need to work on um and again like you you know we were talking about if that's your only interaction is that email right you should kind of think about it and not like yeah and I think yeah I know oh go ahead no you go I I know what you mean especially with the emails of the students trying to get into the class that feels really urgent to me you Mm -hmm. know they're trying to get into a class it's also the first interaction I've had with many of them so I feel extra pressure to respond quickly I suppose there's also extra pressure to respond well so I know what you mean um I've the days where I've said I only have this half an hour to respond to emails and I don't even check the emails the other time, that has worked really well. Because um, hardly ever is there an email that couldn't wait until my half an hour slot that day, you know? And then when I'm like, I am doing email and I'm focused on it, you know, maybe there's a couple emails where I'm like, I'm not quite sure how to respond to that, I'll get to that later, but hopefully most of them you can get off quickly. So anyway, I, I like that focus. On the times when I've, I've managed to make that happen, I've enjoyed that. Yeah. And and last week, you know, things were kind of, as I said, quite intense. And I sent definitely an email that was grumpier than I would have sent if I just waited a couple of hours and like thought it through. And so, you know, and that was kind of, I was actually grumpy, but other times something can sound grumpy and it's not. And, you know, yeah, I think I just need to slow my roll and everything. And like, that was the thing when I turned off my phone you kind of feel this like hysteria of like, what if something so important comes in and right. Yeah. And things are, you know, there is important things, but like no one can reasonably expect that you're going to reply to an email on Saturday afternoon. No. I mean, even in the summer, I think it's reasonable to not check your email every day, you know? Right. And I think there is like often this illusion that like, we're getting paid during the summer and right you know i actually heard of a thing on our campus where a chair of a department sent an email out to all of the students and said you know just so you know the faculty are not paid to work during the summer as the department chair i'm paid for you know whatever so i am the person you should direct questions to like you will not get responses and like that, that's amazing because I think they genuinely don't know. Of course not. Why would they know? That there's yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, but I think I get hooked into this 
like kind of urgency and it's not true totally things and i'm not even talking about leaving it for a day i'm like just leave it till later on i know so, well yeah. i want to say i said i feel like you shouldn't have to check your email every day and then i was like whoa less than once a day <laughs> i was like kind of freaking out over here like once a day is about as infrequent Dude, as i could but get you remember to. like i'm so old that like when i first went to college I remember they were like, you have an email account. And I was like, oh, like that. I used to check it like once a month and be like, what happened totally. in that email? And yeah. <laughs> and we were That's talking funny. about when me and my husband were first lived together and we didn't have internet and we would like go mm. to the library to check email. And it's like, wow, that's so, but it feels so liberating when you hear about that. Yeah, and like what carefree totally. lives we had just skipping around, like. Not I love the idea of having just a phone, a house phone, that like if somebody yeah. needs to reach you, they can. But like, because that's the thing with turning off your cell phone is that's the only way people can reach me. Um, I so, did a I thing. You can change the settings, of course, to be like only calls. Right. I did a thing very briefly that I, it all kind of went to heck in a handbasket with all of this, like the pandemic sort of stuff. But for a while, I had a thing where I bought an old cheap phone mm -hmm. and it was like only, I think you can text on it, but it takes like a hundred years to type a text in. <laughs> and I, I did a thing where I would leave my smartphone in work at night oh. and I would have my calls forwarded to that phone. And then I had That's a little awesome. phone if I was like driving and freaked out about like, I don't know, having a flat tire right. or something. And it was so amazing. Like, it was wow. like, I felt like I got my brain back. Like, it was just like total, it was really amazing. We should do an episode on different techniques like that, that you can take yeah. to take yeah. back your time. That'd be fun. Do you think I'd like, love there, to hear this. I would love to see a graph of like, how phones kind of helped you. And then when it like flipped over into, <laughs> it actually is like taking away your past. Your the inflection point <laughs> totally because it's like that with email right like email must have been like whoa i can communicate with people so quickly and then now it's become like a whole workload of itself is like yeah just dealing with emails and yeah okay that, that's fun. like a whole other episode but yeah i kind of feel like we could just do this virtual interaction one a bazillion times especially yeah over this summer when we're going to be thinking about it a lot totally totally yeah. And as always, the work-life balance, that's, oh, that dude, keeps that's coming up in every episode. Yeah, and I think from talking to people, like, it seems like it's a real thing for people at the moment. Like, a lot of people are saying they don't feel like the semester actually ended. Like, they feel like, yeah, you know, and it's struggling against that. But when you say no to working too much, you're saying yes yeah. to retaining your sanity so exactly that's, that's a good yes. think of the retaining the sanity side mm -hmm. <laughs> i love it well cool thanks claire i uh yeah as always it's interesting food for thought thanks so much for joining us on the professor podcast with ruth and claire we're delighted to have you as a listener and we would love to hear from you and if you want to email us our address is contact professor podcast at gmail.com We'd love to hear any of your suggestions for future shows or professor quotes that you might want to share with us, or even just things that have come up for you when you were listening to previous episodes. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, we would love if you would spread the word. So the best way to spread word is by telling people you know, if you think they should listen to it, or you can leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.